0: Listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider.
1: Thank you. Will what do. Hello. What's up, everybody? Back at you again for another episode of 525 Sports with my main man, Cameron Schneider. Say, what's up to the people, Cam?
0: What's up to the people, Cam? What you got going on back there, man?
1: Dude, uh, my wife fed me a Reese's right before you came on.
0: Your wife fed you a Reese's. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Well, my wife feeds me grapes in bed because, you know, that's what uh, wives do. She's got – I've got a a little cabana set up. You know, that's just uh, how the life is.
1: No, please.
0: She's not not listening to this to roll her eyes at it, so whatever. But, yeah.
1: Speaking of wives, uh, the reason we're coming at you on Thursday instead of Tuesday is because uh, my wife had her birthday. This week. Oh, uh, so, yes. Happy, happy
0: birthday, Sharmitra 21, right? She's 21 again?
1: Uh, yeah, for the uh, fifth time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, but just to get started, big guys, we did want to briefly mention uh, the passing of Cedric Benson. He was running back for the Bengals and the Bears in opposite order. Uh, and the University of Texas. He's a really good running back. What uh, else?
0: One of the all-time Texas greats.
1: Absolutely, he'd right up there with Ricky Williams, I think. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of how good he was in college, he popped off the screen at me. Uh, maybe he didn't have the NFL career um, that everybody thought that he might have, but still yeah. a pretty good NFL running back. Um, very productive starter for the Bears or I mean the Bengals for a year. So. Well, we want to say uh, prayers up to him and his his family. Uh, he died in tragically in a motorcycle accident last week, and uh, and it's just an awful, uh, always awful news to hear when uh, when a uh, uh, anybody, but especially uh, somebody in the sports world loses their their life that way. So uh, uh, we're thinking about you, Benson family. None of you are listening to this, but uh, we're thinking about them and and and, and praying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're thinking about you even though you're not listening to this well yeah it's that's a good christian thing to do is to pray for those who are grieving and who have lost uh someone in their family recently that's even true, if they're man. even if they're not near to you personally god still hears those prayers and um comforts the people who are at a loss so yeah. ditto to whatever ace said sure and
1: yeah even though we laugh <clears> in a very serious moment
0: um, yeah, sorry about
1: that. We, we're in the, we got a more traditional episode this week. Uh, five different topics for your listening pleasure. Number one, let's start with the Raiders, man. Um, Antonio Brown with his helmet thing, I think he just doesn't want to play. Uh, the Raiders are a sideshow right now. They've got a television personality for a general manager. They haven't been one of the better run organizations for months past two decades in the NFL. The, the owner...
0: The owner can't afford to get a haircut at a regular barbershop?
1: <laughs> no, and he can't afford any of his talent. So I, I don't know. Where, where, where do you go with the Raiders of the Hole in the situation, Sam?
0: Well, the whole Antonio Brown thing, it all started off with the, the frostbitten bitten feet right. issue, which that, <clears throat> that in itself was a total mess. But the helmet thing, I'm like – if I'm the NFL, I'm almost to a point like, okay, if you want to play with your old helmet that we've deemed unsafe, go ahead. But you have to sign a waiver stating that 20 years down the road when you find out that your brain has been damaged from playing football in an unsafe way, you can't come at us in any legal way, shape, or form because you, you played the sport knowing that the league is trying to protect you from yourself. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, I think I read yesterday on either ESPN or USA Today that the whole helmet saga is by the wayside. Everybody's hunky-dory for the time being. Antonio Brown, he's he's found a new helmet. Everything is going to be fine. But it's not the last drama we're going to hear from him. There's a reason he's not playing in Pittsburgh. They didn't want him there anymore. And you got to think that Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, they're – they're sitting on the back porch, sipping beers and laughing right now. Well, like, that guy's not our problem anymore.
1: Well, when, when you're the best player in the league at your position, or certainly one of the top three, uh, that Antonio Brown is, and the Steelers who are one of the best organizations in football and have been for 40 years say bye to you. Um, there's a reason why his productivity does not, uh, Outweigh the drama that he causes, and it's so,
0: almost like he's almost like T O.
1: It's 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 to compare apples to apples, Cam. It's Randy Moss when Randy Moss yeah. went to the Raiders. Uh, you know the 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 Vikings uh, said, "Sayonara," and uh, and and he he went to the Raiders and and had you know almost his his career taken away. Uh, he had a resurgence in New England, but he was left for dead after those two years in yeah. Oakland. Um, Definitely. Nobody wanted him. The Patriots took a chance, and he had a resurgence. But uh, but in uh, Antonio Brown's case, um, it's everybody else has gone to these helmets, and nobody else has had an issue. Uh, I don't think he wants to play anymore. I think he got his money, and, and he looks at the Raiders and goes, do I want to be 5-11? Uh no, not really. So I'm gonna come yeah. up with any excuse that I can.
0: Do so, I want to be perpetually five and eleven for the rest of my career? Right. Because they're not they're not winning the West. No. Over the next seven years.
1: No, and they're not they're not coming in second place. And if you're not in one of the top two spots in your division, you're not making the playoffs. So. No. Um. So yeah, you know, it, it kind of looks like he's. Trying to force his way out of Oakland. Man. Um, who's uh, going to take? Who's
0: going to take him though? Nobody. Where's he going to force himself to? The XFL. Well, it's better than being in Oakland. <laughs> 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 but speaking
1: of going from is one. Gonna, uh, go ahead.
0: Is he going to be? Is he going to be a a New York Guardian, or is he going to be on the the St Louis? The Battle Hawks, I think that's the St. Louis franchise's name.
1: Hey, man, I'm looking forward to the XFL. I, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh, it's more football, so. Uh,
0: I did not watch any of the yeah. alliance of whatever football league games. I so, did.
1: Yeah. My squad were the champions. Um,
0: the the Orlando Apollos? The Orlando
1: Apollos. I, uh, we picked that name strictly because my dog's name is Apollo. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's go from one dysfunctional franchise to another one. Uh, the the uh, the the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers. I still call them San Diego.
0: Um, I wouldn't call them dysfunctional, but they're having a it's all a happiness in paradise in Southern California.
1: Here's the thing: uh, Melvin Gordon is pretty clearly not going to play for the Chargers. Um, because they can't come, they can't get a deal done, and he says, "I'm not playing unless you we we negotiate my contract." Uh, Derwin James just got a significant foot injury, and it was a foot or leg. Uh, it was one foot, of, right?
0: one of the two, yeah,
1: yeah. So he'll be out for until uh, until playoff time. It looks right.
0: Like. I saw at least three to four months.
1: Right. So you've got your best offensive player. And an absolute refusal to play unless they get a deal done. You've got an and, and demanding a trade if they don't get one done. Uh you've got your best defensive player and really your only bright spot on that side of the ball, uh with a with a with a broken something in his leg or foot. Not gonna he's not gonna play until at least December. So where do you think this leaves the Chargers? I mean, we know that the second best team in the division with or without Melvin Gordon and with or without Derwin James because the, um, because the Broncos and the Raiders are just that bad. But does, does the ASU West now sort of look like the Chiefs and everybody else?
0: That's a tough question for me to answer because I think now more than ever, the position of running back, like having that elite running back, like, that would carry your team throughout a season, it, it doesn't really exist anymore. Like, having the RB1 who puts a team on his back, it, it doesn't really exist. It's all about the quarterback and the coach combination. Now, I don't know who RB2 for the Chargers is off the top be- of my
1: head. I believe it's Austin Eichler. And he was uh, he was pretty productive in, in third-down situations and things like that last year. They were a pretty good one-two punch. With okay. Melvin Gordon.
0: So you got Austin Eichler stepping in there. Here, I'm looking it up right now. Justin Jackson is another running back on that team.
1: He was good in college. Um, it,
0: if, if I'm the Chargers, I'm like, all right, dude, hold out. Um, I'm reading on here on uh, Bolts from the Blue, which is the SB Nation blog for – the Los Angeles Chargers. Apparently, they tried to work out a deal of an extension. The Chargers offered him a multi-year deal with an average annual value around ten million dollars a year. Um, you're overpaying
1: was, for your running back at ten million dollars a year.
0: It's fair to the player, I think, yeah. Yeah. but it's on it's not a good investment for the team. Running backs, dude, you're not
1: you're you not worth ten million. can make a, you can make a, a year. case.
0: You can make a case that you draft draft a third round running back. And then yeah. run the crap out of him until the tires are worn slick. And then, all right, see you, dude. Thanks for your services. Because if you got a good coach and you got a good quarterback and you can scheme things up, i.e. Randy – or eh, Randy, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, right. you can just plug and play with whatever running back you want to put in there. It could be Sharkhandrick West. It could be Kareem Hunt. It could be one of the Williamses. It could be Spencer Ware. You know, just think of the the laundry list of running backs that have been in Kansas City under Andy Reid, and they've won ten games pretty much every single year that he's been there. All but so, one. All but one. Yep. Only one nine one season. They've only missed the playoffs one time, and it's not like they've had like Barry Sanders on and, their
1: team and or they, Walter Payton in that season till week seventeen. Like they were, yep. they were still uh, uh, in playoff condition, but. Here's the thing, though, if you don't – because the Chiefs have had a pretty good and and do have a pretty good offensive line and have had for a while. If you don't have that, you can't just plug and play a running back. Um, You need a certain type of back. And so I think the Chargers' um, offensive line is good enough uh, to wait. And I I think it's pretty good. I think they're pretty solid at pretty much every position offensively. Um, And they do have a good quarterback and they do have a good head coach. So I think they'll be fine. Um, but you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are a rare quarterback combination. I wouldn't necessarily put Anthony Tolliver and uh Philip Rivers in that same uh yeah combina- you know, in that class. And Philip Rivers has been a great quarterback, but he's not in year sixteen what Patrick Mahomes did right now. So yeah. uh, so yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna it's it might affect them a little bit. Uh that's gonna be pretty good. They'll be the second best team in that division. They'll make the playoffs. Um, but I do at this I, it looks to me like it's it's the Chiefs and everybody else. Mainly because of the Derwin James injury. That dude's a ball. And he, he he'll go you know, make plays for you on the defensive side of the ball that you can't just ask, you know another safety to go out and do uh, because right. they don't have his, his skill set. So actually the drill and James injury is much more um, of a blow to me than the Melvin Gordon holdout. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, they're still, like let's, I said, they're still in good shape, but it's going to be different. Let's move on to our next
0: topic while sure. we still have time. A fan, little fantasy football action. This is going to be an all pigskin episode if you haven't picked up on that yet. So uh, if you didn't draft your fantasy football team last weekend, your draft is probably coming up either this weekend or the weekend after. I know our league, Ace and I's league, the Gurley League, shout out to Todd Gurley. We drafted this week or this past weekend, and we wanted to give y'all some tips and tricks for your fantasy football drafts. So I've got three tips and tricks and some things that I look for Uh, in fantasy football. Um, So my first one is know the value of the PPR. That's the points per reception when you're drafting. Um, In the years past, we haven't had a PPR league. I'm the commissioner in our league, by the way. Um, I switched it over to a PPR league. Um, I should have done it a long time ago, I think. uh, It just puts a little bit more value on wide receivers, and it also puts more value on, on your running backs who catch the ball really well out of the backfield. So I know in our league, um, Alvin Kamara went really early. In fact, I, I got him as a keeper. Uh, Travis Kelsey went in the first round, I believe. So, cause he's a big target uh, for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to get a lot of receptions and some wide receivers flew off the board a little higher than they normally would have in a traditional non PPR league. So know the value of the PPR. If you are in a PPR league.
1: Yeah. Uh, that that's a good tip. Um, mine is in traditional football, you fall in love with the quarterback position. Um, don't in fantasy. I would always go running back or wide receiver first. Uh, yes, just because they're they're more versatile. They can score in more ways. So, uh, some I think like Tom Brady didn't go until like the fifth round of our draft. Uh, no, because you know, don't don't sit there and go, oh, well, I'm gonna draft Patrick Mahomes uh, because he's the best quarterback in the league or whatever. Don't do that um, because you know, quarterbacks they'll get you a lot of points, but they won't get you as many as the, a back or a receiver. So
0: the the difference between like QB one, Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know QB fourteen last year. Was probably, I'm just taking a guess, 50 points overall. Right. So divide that 50 by 17 weeks, and you're really not having that much of a difference between QB1 and QB15. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, if you do it right, you're going to draft one of the top eight quarterbacks in the league. Right. So the difference between QB1 and QB8 isn't even that, that big of a, a difference.
1: No. Or well, talking okay. about that who
0: did you draft at quarterback
1: this uh this year? Unfortunately, um I had to draft Baker Mayfield. I didn't <laughs> want to. Um but uh, but um and and, and, you're
0: you, ba- and he and ba- he bagged on my quarterback choices.
1: If if you know me, you know that I'm not high on Baker Mayfield as, a, as an NFL quarterback. I think he's a fine quarterback. Um but he's mouthy, and I don't like that in my quarterback. So, um but I, uh, I had to draft. I
0: drafted. I drafted Carson Wentz as my uh, yeah as my QB yeah. one.
1: or as or as Skip Bayless puts it, Carson Wentz. Uh, and I, I winced there if you didn't hear that because you can't see yeah. my face. But um, but he's hurt. I think that's fifty, I had the chance to draft Carson Wentz. Also had the chance to draft Deshaun Watson. I didn't take it because um, he just you can't guarantee that he's healthy.
0: So I, would, I I, can't remember who drafted Watson in our draft, but I I feel like they picked him way too early.
1: Yeah, I and I think I think I think Deshaun Watson might be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield in the long run. I know if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, he will be. But there's yeah. there's no guarantee that that he's going to be healthy. So I didn't want to take that risk. Um, Baker Mayfield's going to be productive, and I felt like if I didn't take him, where I took him, that I was going to end up with. Uh, Mitch Trubisky.
0: <laughs> hey! That, that, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's my backup quarterback.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't want to end that's, up with that's... him as my starter. He's a fine backup, yep. but I don't want okay. him starting.
0: Okay, yeah. So, a little fun story, and then we can move on. So that way we have seven minutes to talk uh, hot seat football. Um, the year that Tom Brady got his knee blown out, the first week of the season.
1: Yeah, by, by I, I, I,
0: uh, Bernard Pollard. That's it. I had him as a keeper. Like I took him in my first round because he had a monster season the season before.
1: You said that twice. Explain what that means to the people that don't know or don't play. What does "had him as a keeper" mean?
0: So a keep a keeper league means that your commissioner can say, "All right, from your last year's roster." you can keep X amount of players on your team. So Tom Brady was on my team the year before. You let your commissioner know these are the two players or three players or whoever you want to keep on your team, and then they are unable to be drafted by anybody else. So Tom Brady was my keeper. I was SOL after week one. So my quarterback for the rest of the season was Jason Campbell. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Out. I, I uh, safe to say I didn't. I did not finish in the top five. More did I finish in the top eight? I, think I got ninth or tenth that year in our our twelve person league. So Tom Brady to Jason Campbell. So that's who was available. That was yeah. the top QB available.
1: My, yeah, my backup is Kyler Murray. So my best case scenario is Baker underperforms. Kyler Murray, key expectations, and I can swap Kyler Murray out as a starter just to say that Baker's not my starter anymore. Okay, fair point. <laughs> Moving on, yeah, we're man. talking
0: hot. We're talking hot seat. Woo! Uh, Brandon wanted us to talk about this. Um, shout outs to Brandon for being a loyal listener. Um, we're going to talk a little NFL hot seat, a little college hot seat. Right. case, you want to lead us off? Who do you yeah, want to talk about first? Yeah,
1: this is my favorite topic this week. Um, I like talking about stuff like this. Um. So for the NFL, are we doing one per per per? Uh, are we doing two? Are we doing three? What do you want? I've got
0: three written down. We can do two. We can do one. I don't care. I got three for each.
1: Okay. So I, I can do that as well. Um, okay. My 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 first one um is is for college um and uh, uh, uh let me let me look and see who I had written down. Oh yeah, Willie Taggart. Uh, the head head uh, coach at FSU, uh, Florida State, um, they had a really disappointing year last year. If they have another one, he'll be out after just two seasons. Uh, I think they only won three or four games last year. He's a good coach. They had some injuries. Uh, they're gonna, but but if they don't turn it around significantly, uh, he'll be gone. Who's your number one?
0: Uh, my number one is Chris Ash. He's the head coach at Rutgers, yep. and he's entering his fourth year. Overall, he's seven and twenty-nine, uh-huh. three and twenty-four in oh, the Big goodness. Ten. Last year, his team averaged thirteen and a half points a game, and they gave up thirty-one point four points a game.
1: Oh my gosh! All right, so
0: that's uh, my number one right there is Chris Ash.
1: My number two is Gus Malzahn. Uh, okay, Auburn obviously hired him because he was wasn't he the coordinator there under Tommy Tuberville.
0: Right? I think so. Is that right? I think
1: yeah. yeah. He's got some Auburn ties, uh, anyway. And um it uh it it hadn't gone well. Or no it's not to the expectation that um, they wanted at Auburn. Fun fact, I heard when uh I think it was Charlie Weiss got hired at Kansas, I Gus Mazan was a candidate for that job. I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's what I heard. Um but yeah. It hasn't gone to the way they expected it to go. If he doesn't have a eight and four, nine and three ish year, he's probably out.
0: My number two is Matt Luke. He's a head ball coach at Ole Miss. He's a former Rebel. He played his college ball there. His first season in, he went six and six, which was a, a a good first year for a first time head coach. Last year they went five and seven, though they were ineligible to play in any ball game. Um, went five and seven they won only one SEC game. They beat Arkansas. That was it. So they lost every other game in SEC. Now, the, the thing with Matt Luke is, okay, it's his third year, and they've been around 500 both years. Ole Miss has an interim athletic director right now. Right. So that may not bode well for him going forward. Maybe this, whoever they hire as the new AD, or if the interim AD takes over as the new AD, they may want to bring their own guy in. To head up the football program for the Rebels, uh,
1: my number three is Chris Ash for all the reasons that you said. Okay,
0: <laughs> and my my number three mm-hmm. is Lovey Smith, and oh. he coaches at Illinois. He yeah, just got a contract think. extension last year, but he's only nine and twenty-seven overall in his last three seasons. He has four Big Ten wins in the last three seasons. That to me that smells of David Beatty. You know, it's David Beatty 2.0. Yeah, get yeah. an extension, suck, and get canned.
1: Yeah, so, I, I like Levy Smith. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, he was a good coach in the NFL, and things yeah. just didn't work out.
0: So good, Just a good person overall. Yeah.
1: yeah, so we root for Levy Smith. Uh, NFL, uh, you want me to go first you want to go first? I can go first. Uh, my
0: number one is Doug Marone with Jacksonville. Okay. Two years ago, they had a really good team. I think they just caught lightning in a bottle. Blake Bortles played not like Blake Bortles usually does. The defense stepped up. They have a really good defense. This year, or this past season, not good at all. Bortles came back to being Blake Bortles. Uh, The defense struggled. They got a new quarterback this year with Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. At his best, Nick Foles can win you a Super Bowl. But at his worst, Nick Foles is very, very average. My thing is, can the defense come back to what it once was, is Nick Foles going to play like Nick Foles did and the, the latter half of his uh, um, the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl winning season? Or is he going to play like Nick Foles in a Rams uniform? Or is he going to be a backup like he was with the Chiefs? And is that division even winnable? They're in the AFC South. They're going to be going up against the Colts. With Andrew Luck, they're going to be going up against Houston and Deshaun Watson. So is that ultimately the, the, to the demise of Doug Morone? That's my number one.
1: Yeah, my number one, and this is going to surprise some people, um, all 20 of you, uh, Pete Carroll, um, the head coach what? in Seattle. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, they won the Super Bowl, right, and the team disbanded. And they've been really solid pretty much every year. But I think they take a major step back this year. I'm talking eight and eight, seven and nine. I mean, we're in Seattle. I just gotten used to winning. uh, Will they be okay with that? Even I think he's warranted one bad year, but um, will, will Seattle folks, you know, be patient enough to to do that? Pete really likable. So I, I don't see it. I wanted to surprise some people um, and and say something a little bit shocking. So (laughs) there's my number one.
0: Yeah. Number two for me is Vic Fanglo, the head coach for the Denver Donkeys. I mean, Broncos. Vic Fangio? Um, Fangio. I...
1: <laughs> Sorry. Fangio.
0: We can edit that out. Vic Fangio. Okay. A N G I. I had it written down, but I guess my uh, uh, the dot of my eye just connected to my uh, – body of the eye and it looks like an L so I just read it from my sheet I knew that didn't sound right so anyway if things go south in Denver it's not going to be blamed on John Elway because John Elway is not getting canned it should be blamed on John Elway because he doesn't know how to pick a quarterback he got lucky with Peyton Manning He, he he didn't get lucky with Peyton Manning being talented but he got lucky that he got the two years out of Peyton Manning or three years out of Peyton Manning that he did but if the Broncos finish below 6-10, and 10, I think he's done.
1: That's a certainty. Vic
0: Fangio. Uh, yeah.
1: Number two for me. For folks,
0: folks, keep folks keeping
1: score home. We're staying in the AFC West. Number two for me is John Gruden. Um, I know he's got a 10-year deal, but they're going nowhere fast. Um, this thing's been a train wreck pretty much from day one. He traded off his two best players because he, the franchise didn't have money to pay them. So, he he traded off Cleo Mack, and then a day later was like, yeah, we need a pass rush. He had the best pass rusher in the league and traded him. So, uh, John Gruden's number two because they're doing nothing and going nowhere, and it's a disaster.
0: So, my number three, okay, I have two number threes. Do you want to hear the number three that, I think should be on the hot seat, but probably will never be. Or do you want to hear the number three that people really think should be on the hot seat? The first one. Give me the first one. Jason Garrett.
1: Oh, yeah. Puppet boy. Puppet boy.
0: He'll never get fired by Jerry Jones because he loves Jerry. Jerry Jones loves him.
1: but He does whatever Jerry Jones wants.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that team, Dak Prescott thinks he's Patrick Mahomes. He wants $40 million a year. Yeah. Dak Prescott is not worth 40 million a year. I was shocked when they offered him 30 a year and he turned it down. Who turns down $30 million a year? Anyway, yeah. Zeke Elliott's the most talented player on that team. He doesn't want to play. Dak Prescott this is a good quarterback. He's no franchise changer. And Jason Garrett, he's an average coach at best. He should be on the hot seat. Dallas hasn't been relevant since I was in kindergarten. Since I was in first grade, since I was in yep. second grade, have they have they been a real Super Bowl threat since the mid nineties?
1: No. Are you talking the no.
0: quarterbacks they've trotted out there? Aside from Tony Romo, who's a very good quarterback, we're talking Quincy Qu- Carter. Quincy Carter, <laughs> who, who, who else, played who else was who, else has played who played quarterback for the Cowboys? Played for
1: the Kansas City Brigade. Um, Quincy Carter.
0: John Kitna. John Kitna. He was in there for a little bit.
1: Brandon Weedon, the Weed Man. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. There was one more because there Tony, was the, the year Tony Romo got hurt and they didn't have Dak yet. Um, they, they put one more out there that wasn't productive. But Tyler Thigpen.
0: Oh, I'm kidding. Never mind.
1: I think, was it Christian Ponder?
0: It may have been. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. But yeah, it hadn't been good. Um so, who's your third? Uh um the coach of the Bills, Sean McDermott? Uh yes. He, I think in, you
0: mean, I think you mean Doug McDermott. Uh,
1: that's Doug McBucket. Um <laughs> to you. Uh but he's in year 3 or 4. They made the playoffs one year and then last year uh, took a slip, slip slippery slope easy for me to say. Downhill and uh, and if they don't... Uh...
0: Suffering succotash.
1: Right. And and now, you know, they're not going to be any good again this year. So, there's he's about eight firings every year, six, eight. He'll be one of them.
0: Oh, Did... my. I just <laughs> looked up the, the Dallas quarterback situation. Not All good. Right. Since, since Quincy Carter, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Chad Hutchinson. Oh, Lord. V- Vinny Testaverdi. <laughs> Drew Henson. Drew Bledsoe, and then there was Tony Romo, uh-huh. Tony Romo, Tony Romo, and then one year Brad Johnson started three for the
1: oh, my Cowboys, goodness.
0: then Tony Romo, and then 2010, when Romo got hurt, there's was John Kitten, and Tony Romo, and Stephen McGee. Stephen
1: and McGee. then... Who's Stephen McGee? I don't know. Then Who? Tony <laughs> Romo,
0: Tony Romo, with one game of Kyle Orton, and then Kyle Orton, 2015, 2015, Tony Romo for four games. Matt Castle for seven. There's an old friend, Brandon Whedon, and then Kellen Moore, former Boise State standout. Yeah, Kellen Moore, who's yeah. now he's an assistant somewhere. I can't remember
1: where. Well, that's not good at all. No, he he's
0: the he's the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Kellen Moore is
1: he's the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. He doesn't. He did. He, he. Kellen Moore shouldn't be an offensive coordinator to college.
0: <laughs> He's like fifteen.
1: Well, yeah, just kidding.
0: He's thirty. He's my age.
1: That's crazy, but still, thirty years old and you're an in, in, in the NFL. That's way young. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is. Uh, well, did you want to run? I know we're over time. Did you want to run through some AP top twenty-five real quick sleeper and a and a. uh
0: okay. Yeah, sure. So my look looking at the top 25 I think the I hate saying this. I think the championship is set after looking at it. I think yeah. it's going to be at Alabama and Clemson.
1: Yeah, it's all- um
0: for the umpteenth year in a row it feels like we're just wheeling out the same thing over yeah. it and over and over again. Um what do you think?
1: Do yeah, you agree? I agree. I think looking at a team that I think could be a sleeper um Michigan, I think, is poised to, to make a run, maybe to the playoff. Um, yep. Jim Harbaugh needs to make that type of run because uh, they've been consistently, you know, nine and three ish, but that's not good enough at Michigan. So, um, so he needs to get up into that upper echelon. Um, I think a team that could fall is Nebraska. Are you telling me in one year? After going, you know, 4-8 and or whatever they went last year with with, uh, uh, the new coach, that they're they're top 25 good. I don't buy it. Um, You can't recruit that well in one year and turn it around. I think a
0: team that's going to fall is uh, Texas. I think they're overrated. They're top 10 in the AP poll. I think that is much too high. I think Tom Herman's team peaked a year early last year, and I think they could – they could finish third in the Big Twelve. I don't think they will, but wait, I think wait, there's wait. a chance that they will.
1: Wait, wait, because you picked them last week to go to the uh to go to the Big Twelve Championship game. So I did.
0: Yeah, I did, so theoretically
1: I, you gotta I, go eight and one in conference, right, to get to the Big Twelve Championship game.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yes you do. Yeah. But I don't,
0: think they're so, to, I don't think they're top 10 in the country worthy. Do you? Do you think Texas is the top 10 team?
1: I mean, if you go – I'm just going off what you said. If you go 8-1 in conference uh, and you win all three of your non-con games, that's 11-1. and one. That's top right. 10 in the country, right, in the Big 12?
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Who do they got for their non-con?
1: You want me to look it up? I have no idea.
0: I've got it right now. First game. Louisiana tech win second game LSU loss third game rice win
1: win. So they're so going, they're
0: at, going two and one and non-con
1: you're looking first, at 10 and yeah, two, two and can, one and not beating Oklahoma.
0: They're not beating Oklahoma. They're not beating KU. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> we own Texas after beating them for, for the first year in, in, in like 80 years or whatever. In Bill
0: was. Snyder's lifetime. Um, <laughs> That's all we got for you guys this week. Thanks for listening. Love you, yeah. Mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday to Cameron's mom, by the way. Mrs. Uh, Snyder.
0: It's coming but, up in about three weeks.
1: Wasn't my it, mom's wait, birthday. What did you, what did you, wait, wasn't it her birthday that you guys went and celebrated last week? Was that no. not it? What was it last no. week? No. It
0: was my father in law's birthday. We were at a car show.
1: No, you guys had. Some sort of celebration last week. What was it? Oh, was it your parents' anniversary?
0: It was my parents' anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary.
0: Happy happy anniversary to my mom and dad. 30 years of wedded bliss.
1: Did your dad listen to the show? Uh,
0: I told him to listen to one of the episodes. Um, I talked to him on the phone yesterday. He did not bring up the episode that I told him to listen to, so I'm guessing he did not listen to it.
1: Well, shame on you, Scott Schneider, but happy anniversary anyway. Uh, thank you for bringing your son into the world, I suppose. All
0: right. Talk to you guys later. See ya.